This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast. <laughs> Our pre-podcast <laughs> chatter was surrounded by around Luke Evans and a Dracula movie. But today is actually all about Frozen Friday. Woo! Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for today. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of excited for the movie, too. Frozen As Friday. you should be. That's how I've been referring You're to You're extra this excited because you get to take your boys to it. Though. I am so excited. So I was just telling the guys before the podcast and the Dracula talk, which we'll get to later, <laughs> that um, that my sons are very excited. We make big deals about going to the movie and make try to make them like good habit. big events and mm-hmm. stuff. And so we're going to pick them up from school today early because it's early release on Fridays. We're going to pick them up from school. We're going to go have big boy drinks, chocolate milks at the restaurant. And then we're going to go to the movie. Just going to the restaurant for chocolate milk? Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe an after. It's, it's maybe really a- high class chocolate milk. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm, you I'm imagining like the Back to the Future diner. Yeah. Like, Give me a milk. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> well, mom and dad are going to have some other drinks some, some stronger chocolate milk. yeah some stronger nice. chocolate milk <laughs> with a hint of something something grown-up yeah. milk grown-up milk but because we're making this such an event mom was really really excited for it my sons voluntarily were like we want to dress nice so they wore sweaters today and they look like little gentlemen and we're all gonna go to the movie it's gonna be so fun the movie is definitely a classy place you gotta dress up and go to well, and when your dress shoes will stick to the. I was just gonna say my floor. shoes got stuck to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so make no, sure that's their awesome, sweaters though. don't get ruined. Oh. When did they see the first one? We rented it at some point, like for the or we bought it for the car ride because we have oh, a DVD yeah. player in the car, and so when oh. we travel, we have a bunch of movies. And I think that's predominantly where we've seen the other one. Okay. But they're familiar with it and they like it and they're excited. So familiar. I've been listening to the soundtrack this morning to get everybody pumped up. As you should. No. <laughs> my four- All the music's catchy. My four-year-old will hear like Let It Go and he's like, Elsa's song. <laughs> Elsa. That just doesn't work for me. <laughs> and then, I'll blast John meanwhile, Williams. Meanwhile, I'm like, the ice song from like <laughs> yeah. the beginning. I'll blast John Williams' soundtracks before like a new Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but that's the only thing. You're just you're missing out. No, I'm really not. I <laughs> was low key listening to Frozen Two music uh, at during work this morning, so nice. <laughs> I get it. Nice. It's because it's Frozen Friday. I Frozen just, Friday. I don't know. I guess I've just been too traumatized over my life. I can't I stand gonna, Disney music. I thought you were gonna say traumatized from the movie. To Frozen. <laughs> no, Disney Disney songs They're outside good. of the movie. <sighs> They're good in the moment, but not. Well, they're not. And then everybody starts singing along because yeah. it's funny, and it's, it's like, fun. oh, maybe it just. I think I just Eric, like Eric. Oh God, I think I just hate. Fun people. is the worst. <laughs> I hate. I hate feeling other people. I hate knowing other people are happy when they're doing that. I'm like, oh, I really probably should be joining in, but I can't stand it. I hate knowing that other people are enjoying. Well, I just this. sit there. I'm like, what? is this what you like? Like when you walk right. to class, you put in your head no, earbuds and was, listen to this. I Eric, was firmly in your camp before <laughs> kids. After kids, I mama needs to shine because they suck the I life would, out of you. I would so. sing and dance around the house with them if it were if they were good songs. They are fun songs. They're, <laughs> they're, fu- fun, they're fun and silly, kids. but they're not like good. <laughs> but I don't care. They're for the lo- the kids. Kids can I'm listen not, to good music. They are fun for kids. 
Yes, they, they are. I, no, I can't deny that. Yeah. I only I'm listen not a kid, to it. So they're not fun for me. In this context, I'm not like in my office being like, oh, my Monday's so tough. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> now you will. No, whatever people want to listen to is fine. I just hate the specific situation where people like, somebody starts like, singing a disney song in an intentionally silly dumb voice and then everyone else is like oh and then they like join in and they're all singing it i'm like oh this is awful you should not have been in my house this morning (laughs) we were seeing the olaf's on oh from the animated shorts that's like a deep cut it's not a deep cut it's a sad cut i don't like that short it almost ruined my experience watching coco because it took 20 minutes 22 that's ridiculous it was frustrating (laughs) it was bad and then they pulled it (laughs) well Cody's like i had fun with my boys (laughs) but my cherished memories meanwhile we're just crapping on her her. yeah it's fine fine. you're allowed to love your memories as much as you want i have so much enthusiasm and after this podcast it's frozen baby just as loud as my speakers will go it's totally fair and then my horrible scening i'll be like eric let it go let it go man there's gonna be yeah. a lot of people upset in the office <laughs> let it go never bother me as much as like it never bothered you anyway the other side <laughs> look at that that was that was pretty good yeah thanks but like <laughs> silly silly songs like that stupid moana one you keep singing shiny yeah that song's uh, stupid i hate it that song is so dumb in there in and another one it's the stupid i hate the you're welcome song i hate it I can't see it. Everybody likes it. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, because Dwayne Johnson's singing. What emotion are you feeling when you listen to that song? Silly. I don't want. I don't like emotion? silly songs. <laughs> silly songs work in like children's compilation nursery rhyme mixtapes. Mixtapes. That's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at with my life. So, <laughs> so it's it fitting. works for me oh, right now. Yeah. I used to fall asleep to songs like that when I was like four. I don't want to keep listening to it. Some would say you're more of an intellectual than others. <laughs> <laughs> or heartless. I'm still going with that. I like intellectual. No. You're a smart guy. There's a, boy, there's a black void there where a frozen <laughs> song should be. I don't have problems with it. I have problems with people singing along and listening to it themselves. outside of the movie. It's not the songs themselves. When it's I'm watching the people. movie, I know it's a musical. When the songs come on, yeah. they're telling the story they're pushing it mm-hmm. forward telling me stuff about the characters but when you're not watching the movie it's like these melodies and these melody Ugh. <laughs> anything well, else well kyle went and saw <laughs> the early show frozen that <laughs> him and just a bunch of little girls so how was it <laughs> <It's a little laughs> weird <laughs> that that's not what happened there was a lot more adults <laughs> In the in the later screenings and <laughs> the earlier ones, um, how was it? Frozen two, darker, it's good. more quest like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically what we got out of the trailer uh, for the little teases. Anyway, it's very much more of a quest type movie. Uh, there's a lot more darker themes to this movie. You explore the history of what's the city that they're Arendelle. living in, Arendelle's history. Um, it's not. It's it's not quite what the first frozen was there's like similar beats but it, it is more quest-like on a bigger scale type of movie mm-hmm. and it's just delightful it there's still plenty of magical moments um and beautiful songs to sing with my children yes there <laughs> will be i don't think anything will be 
as big as let it go was but maybe that's a great thing for the parents <laughs> I, don't, I don't know besides skyfall if any other movie son has been as big as let it go like, oh i imagine um, so yeah a movie son that transcended the movie in the recent in recent is, history I, I think let it go might be the biggest one yeah in and recent history sure yeah skyfall is pretty big what was that cup song from Pitch Perfect? <laughs> I have still never seen any of the Pitch Perfects. Yeah, the I don't know. That one's probably not this big though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily for parents, um, like the music is still catchy enough and it's still very good. Like you guys were saying, it tells this helps tell the story. Um, but it just won't be at, as anything as big as Let It Go probably, which isn't a diss or nothing. Um, you still get a lot more of the sisterly love that was shown between Elsa and Anna, which is great. A lot more of. Elsa's magic is like amazing to watch. All the visuals and animation are probably as better, if not more so, than the first one did. Um, I think it's just a matter of whether you'll be really enjoying this story as much as the first. Because um, I think there's probably some certain plot points that won't be as catching for some people as like in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But again, it's still a very strong movie. I think people will probably still prefer the first one over the second. But. I think they'll still get um, what they're looking for out of a sequel for it anyway. Is there sword combat? No. Oh. Do you see a lot more? Do you see a lot more reindeers though? Well, I mean, like you do in the see a lot more reindeers. in the trailer, there's like that teaser cliffhanger shot where like a the camera's like sneaking up on Anna and she turns around with the sword and like slashes at it. Oh yeah, no, that's um, that's probably like an extra scene, but it's not used in this movie. Oh. What? Yeah, it is a cool shot. I want though. sword combat. Yeah. So sorry if you anyone was looking forward to sword combat. No more it's spoilers on this one. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're spoiling it. I just want to be wow. Okay. <laughs> like excited about welcome, it. Welcome. Welcome to my. <laughs> Haven't side. you noticed that I've not asked you anything? You did ask me end? one. You did right. ask me one thing. Did Elsa find love? It's just yeah. yeah. If does Elsa find love? Because I don't really need it. I don't. I like her without. No, it, and I like her being this like queen that doesn't alone. need a man. Yeah, and that and that that storyline still goes through. Um, she doesn't need one. Maybe she wants one. Well, and then when she decides <laughs> she wants one, then maybe that's she's lonely. Fine. But I think there's a, like expectation and oh, definitely these totally. movies that like oh she's missing something if she doesn't have a. Well, that was like the whole like subtext of the first one. Yeah, and so they're not gonna Rehash pull one eighty on that. Yeah. No, that's fine. I, 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 really I do. It does that. make me wonder, and obviously don't answer this because mm-hmm. spoilers, but it, I am curious to see where else they take the dynamic of Elsa and Anna and Elsa specifically, because it seemed like there was such good closure in the first one. It's sort of like, where do you go from there? Yeah, don't, no spoilers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it on Monday. It's like they, after we they all re- see it. They rekindled their sisterly love. Elsa learned to own and love her powers. So now it's like, okay, what, what? I think obviously now Elsa needs to own and love her kingdom and protect it with her amazing powers. That's probably true. The sisterly love and bond is still there, but they do explore their individuality to a degree. Okay. So it's like, I love you, sister, but we're really different. Kind of. Not, not quite as the way you're framing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean it in like in a sarcastic way. But. No, no, I, that no more speculation. Much. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. No, sure yeah, I mean, if you're out. looking forward to the first frozen anyway, um, you'll very much enjoy the second one. 
Um, and get, it'll, it'll play very well, obviously. Do we get more of the um, Asana guy? The, the, oh, that guy. Yeah. Which guy? The, the guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, Sauna. Oh, I did yeah. not know what you were They're saying. Like, uh, he's He shows dude up. He pops around. Family. Oh, good. Yeah. What's family. his name? I can't remember his name. That's why. That was such an adorable little scene. I want to call him Gunter, but I think that was from Sing. <laughs> I think that was oh, the pig. The, yeah, the, yeah, from <laughs> the, the fun Sing pig. movie. <coughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much else to add on other than that. So yeah, Good. I like him. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds yeah. like it'll be a pretty good time, especially Yay. for the little ones. Counting yeah, down for sure. the mere hours till I get to have. <laughs> Wait, when's mm. your showtime? 3.45. Nice. But we're going to have drinks and stuff beforehand. I'm just so excited. I think you're this, just excited for the drinks. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, afternoon drinking and movie watching is really fun. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's a, a perk time of, of being mine. an adult. It it's makes, a pastime like, of mine. It makes going to the movies a little bit more fun. I have to be careful though because I will... Get I'll be tired. fine. No, I'll be fine. But if I have even just a little bit, I will pee during the movie. I will. I peed <laughs> twice during Joker. <laughs> and I feel like I missed a pretty important scene. Maybe that's why you have hard feelings against Joker. That one scene probably was the key to putting it all together. Yeah. I'm trying to think Elevating of what scene you would have quality. missed. But... I missed a scene. Something happened on a subway. Oh, in the first half of the movie? No, it wasn't where like the two Trump boys... Oh, it was the second him. subway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it was the second subway scene. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens on subways. Um, yeah, New I know York. what you're talking about now. Hmm. Cool. I haven't seen Joker, so I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's still here if you want to go at 10, 10 p.m. And I might. But you I probably could. won't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> well, let's go on to our next topic. Oh, frozen. Okay. The then, question of yeah. whether or not total number of trailer views correlates to box office performance. So Hollywood Reporter had this kind of interesting topic about if there was a correlation between the number of trailer views and, um, you know, box office success. And if, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry looking for that number or that data point. Yeah, that next indicator. Yeah, trying to find an indicator in the in the social media realm because social media has been really hard to pinpoint any like correlation to box office. Well, because I mean, something that you have been noticing just because this is more in your field, it's it seems like the past few years, the traditional method, like the tracking number, you know, like that is can often be hit or miss. Yeah. And the last couple of years it's become not very indicative of success before it was, I think, you know, the best thing we had, like if, if you saw tracking numbers go up or movement or hit certain point numbers, you could have this really like good feeling that it was, you know, that it was going to be successful, Mm -hmm. that you, you just had more confidence in the film. But now, and I think like what really rattled the, um, industry was when Dr. Sleep did so poorly because yeah, no, I I looked at the tracking of that and it was, it was, it was going decently high, hit pretty good numbers. It just, but it didn't translate to anything. And I've always kind of said that I felt like in the last couple of years, because tracking monitors, um, you know, awareness. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's just so much more awareness, but not interest to go. Yeah. It's the information age. Everybody yeah. knows a little bit about everything. Right. So it's skewing the numbers. And I don't know if they can 
like account for that. Like, I don't know how much you can account for that of awareness, but not interest. There's just Mm -hmm. really not a way to put that. And I think that's why social media doesn't work because social media is all, all those numbers, um, trailer views, like likes on Facebook. That's just all about awareness (laughs) of something. Yeah. No, like, a like frozen Two. it's Facebook page probably has like, I don't know, X million followers. Right, likes. But even with other movies that, you know, probably Dr. Sleep probably had a lot of followers or a lot of likes, but a lot of that just comes down to you're kind of scrolling through and then you see that and just instinctively you're like, oh, oh I like this click. And then and you then keep you scrolling and think you've about already it. forgotten about it yep. before you're even half of the page I away. think also too, and this is what, because we have looked at in Silver Screen Insider about mining um social media information and data points and Mm -hmm. stuff but what we were finding was you know like for film franchises they build up and use the same social media pages as previous entries so you really don't know um like how many likes were due to the new entry and Mm -hmm. how many likes were just there from the previous entries and so we did we look at like a growth per day but that could ju- that is so skewed uh, t- depending upon how much like advertising they're pumping into their pages at that time. <laughs> so like growth per day could just balloon really quick if they mm-hmm. start if they pumped money into advertising. So yeah. it just I mean we've even seen that yeah. on our end with like a couple of our like social media posts. It right. doesn't take much to all of a sudden inflate it. No, and I think that's always that's what the advertising industry as a whole is facing too is that you know these targeting ads getting to the your actual customers is is difficult and you know you're you might have a lot of numbers but does that translate into a dollars yeah. do do numbers tra- do numbers on likes and follows translate to dollars and i think that there's this hope that it does i mean if you are liked by 100 million people out there you <laughs> hopefully you will be successful at the box office yeah. but we were just um looking at the number so the hollywood reporter article concentrated on youtube trailer likes yeah and they um did some statistical analysis and there is a slight correlation obviously if you have 100 million youtube views you're probably going to be successful at the box office yeah there's always outliers there's some that have millions of views and then did like nothing at the box office and then there's some that have a few you know and then did a lot and i think when I was looking at their examples in their article, I saw that I kind of thought felt that part of the ones that didn't get a lot of likes but did very well at the box office were definitely targeted to an older demographic that aren't looking at YouTube for yeah. trailers. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's and so the success of a film, you're you know, films still touch every quadrant mm-hmm. of of society, and so. There, you know, the films that work for older people aren't going to have a social media presence, and then the ones that work for younger younger kids may have a lot of views. But unless parents are willing to take kids, yeah. it's just <laughs> so. There's just so much more that goes into it. Well, there's another thing that I started thinking about is sometimes there'll be that one trailer every once in a while that becomes more of like a meme, a sort of thing that like yeah. the newest Sonic trailer when that came out <laughs> with the redesigned Sonic yeah. and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's so much better. And it started making its rounds around the internet. Right. I feel like a lot of people check that out just because there was such a huge up, like, I don't know, right. scene about it. But Sonic's not coming out tomorrow. It's not going to capture no, I what don't think, all of this buzz is about. I mean, it's way too early to tell, but I don't think that the movie's performance will necessarily correlate with 
its surge in popularity. There won't be a no. shift because of this new trailer. No, there's just so many other people things are watching this trailer because they want to be able to join the conversation about the right. new design versus the old one. They're not yeah. watching the trailer to see if it's a movie they want to go see. Exactly, and I think that you know there's so many other things, like I said, that go into the success of a film. It's timing, it's proximity to competitors, <laughs> and just generally what's going on in society at that point so i think dr sleep suffered a little because um joker i think had it was still going strong oh yeah super strong and if you're deciding between two r-rated titles that were skewed a little darker the one that was getting the social narrative at the time was joker and this is the one to see and you can't account for that and no youtube Mm -mm. trailer views amount is going to account for things like that and there's so there's amazingly there's still this intangible Mm-hmm. thing that you know we can't grasp but that has tremendous effects on box office success. i don't un- i just i don't know what the the into indicator that like the holy mm-hmm. grail that these studios are looking for i don't know what it would look like i don't know either like how do you how do you track and estimate these sorts of things when everything is just so in flux and it, there's just no rhyme or reason to this stuff no it kind of makes you like i don't know i kind of think about how Martin Scorsese's biggest argument against like Marvel films was the um, analytics of movie making of the committee style, mm-hmm. getting certain demographics, certain Just the know, artifice of it all. Yeah, and I feel like tracking is somehow a part of that, but like if you can't quantify all the intangible things around it, then Mm -hmm. there's still an air of mystery about it. So I feel like that still lends the door open to if you have a good story to tell with an original voice and something that people like want to hear, then it'll do really, it'll do really well. You don't, you don't need to add numbers to storytelling. There's still, you need to add creativity. It's still a business of creativity. Even then, though, I mean, the still the thing that I keep coming back to is just how it almost seems like it's becoming more and more the case where people will choose either or between like playing their their new video game or going to this movie just because and you see all the time with like streamers or people that follow streamers or just these communities. A lot of people who spend a lot of time playing video games like they play video games Mm -hmm. because they like video games. It's right. probably their favorite pastime, their favorite entertainment. So unless you get a movie that also kind of lines up with some of the similarities that people who play video games have, mm-hmm. a lot of people who play video games are a little nerdier. Right. So it makes perfect sense that people who play video, video games are going to go see these nerdier. nerdier movies, you know, Marvel and Star Wars. But anything that doesn't really have that commonality, you know, they may be like, oh, yeah, I heard that's supposed to be pretty good. But they're never going to go see it because, you know, they're just going to... Their time's devoted to something else. And and we're definitely seeing that. And I think Martin Scorsese, we've talked about it, misses the point of that, that there Mm -hmm. is now competition for your entertainment (laughs) time and and dollars. Yeah, totally. More so than there has ever been in the past. Especially with how long video games can be, how big of time sinks they can be. Yeah, I'm like 200 plus hours into Assassin's Creed and I'm not done with the extras yet. (laughs) And then there were were tons of games that that are mainly multiplayer games. There's technically no end to them. No. You know, it's like... You could have a bazillion Fortnite battles every Mm -hmm. single night. Yeah. And just have and just talk to your friends and the only difference is, is what you talk about with your friends. Yeah. Or maybe you get a cool new weapon. I don't know. It's hard I don't for play movies. Fortnite. It's it's hard for <laughs> movies to compete with that. Yeah. 
Oh, it's just a lot of extra bang for your buck, I think, mm-hmm. with that. But, um, you know, I think the industry will keep looking. I think Rotten Tomatoes, while it's not indicative of future uh, success beforehand, I think it's indicative of success in the long term. I definitely have markets that if it has a poor Rotten Tomato score, poor critic score, it yeah. <laughs> it does no business no matter how good the storytelling is. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that too. But it's frustrating. It's a marker for people to be able to say, is this movie worth the value of my dollar? And that's all that they're I, checking. I know. I just, I, it rubs me the wrong way. I hate it. Yeah. It's so bad. But I mean, what is the alternative? Because there are a lot of people out there who, and you can't really blame them. They, they would love to go to the movie, but they want to go to see a good movie. Yeah. But if, other than other than looking at like a Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic score, what are they gonna do? They probably don't care enough to read like a handful of like thousand plus word movie reviews, reviews mm-hmm. and then kind of critically think about like hmm, maybe I'll maybe I could get behind this. Maybe this movie will speak to me. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's mostly like like a, I want to go to the movie. What's supposed to be? What's what's good? What what's good that's out there? What can I turn my brain off at? I think people just <laughs> excuse me anymore. They don't want to. One, they don't want to be disappointed. And two, they feel like they shouldn't pay for feeling emotion, like opposing emotions. Like, I really (laughs) feel like people are so adverse to that. Like, if they don't like it, somehow they need their money back and they need all this stuff. And it's totally like entitled. Yeah, it's a very entitled feeling. And I think that that's why you're seeing the scores, because people are hedging against Mm -hmm. that. Well, the thing that I hate. I hate this. Like if you're out in public or I'm like getting a haircut or you're in a situation where you're making small talk with somebody for whatever reason. They're like, so what do you do? Right. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I read and write about movies. I'm like, oh, okay, so tell me, what should I go see? Oh. What's good that's out? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. You're yeah. like, I don't personally, you know I what? don't know I'm you not even going to try and answer this because <laughs> yeah. many times, I don't know yeah. what you like. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to like what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but. It's that it, it seems like that that doesn't occur to them. It seems like with these certain types of people, I don't want to generalize, yeah. they really do think it's that simple. Yeah, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so what's good? What should I go see? Right. It's like, do you do you really think it's that simple? Like what? It's so yeah. personal. Like what do you, what kind of movies do you like? Like I'm always so vocal about the things I don't like in a movie, and <laughs> yeah. I do I steer clear of those movies, which I, is totally fine. Yeah, but I. And every once in a while, I feel like sometimes I can break past some of that stuff and see a movie that like maybe stays with me and kind of hurts me a little bit. But mm-hmm. overall, it was really good. And I do try to expand my horizons that way as much as I can. Yeah. But I just know that there's certain types I just don't like. And I but I totally support the ones I do like. Mm-hmm. And then I create fun events. And then we have <laughs> frozen sweater days around. Them. And I mean, to be fair, when it comes to safe reliable you can pretty much guarantee that you're gonna like it versus yeah. take this risk it may you may totally hate it but it may challenge you and you may f- end up finding out a new thing that you never knew you liked. challenge they'll probably be more comfortable watching the risky one if they can right. just stream it at home instead yeah. of spending 15 20 bucks yeah. if they go turn, to the theater they can turn off automatically issue at this point it's like yeah, if they're like with a a friend who likes different movies than them, they're like, "You got to check this out." Right. Like, really? It's like, just trust me. Mm-hmm. They don't lose anything except their time. Yeah. But at the if like if somebody who had only seen Fast and the Furious movies, like 
their friend drug them to like the lighthouse or something and they had never seen anything like that before and they didn't like it they would probably be a little yeah like bitter i guess right? yeah and the movie felt whole, like forever i spent all this yeah. money and there's a whole mm. bunch of reasons why the movies the cost of going to the movie has gone up and you know it's oh, not yeah. just and people all are the never gonna thought. look into that no in their mind it's just it's not worth it this theater is making so much money movies are ripping me off yeah that yeah. conversation grinds my gears i've had that where they're oh, like don't you hate how much you have to spend at the movie theater and i'm like yeah but they kind of need it yeah. <laughs> what movies cost just yeah why you are, know what it costs why are concessions I hate, so expensive? I hate how people i feel like dads and grandpas do this all the time <laughs> it's like you know what the movies cost right. you know what the drive-through costs why do you have to act surprised that it's like whoa this is pretty expensive huh yeah. it's like yeah you probably it's been to still a movie 11 dollars a ticket <laughs> i thought it'd oh, go down by i now. hate that stuff i get so <laughs> uncomfortable but part of that is is like they're feeling they're not getting the experience for the money yeah, and i that, know but that you have to make everybody else aware of that yeah just keep that to yourself. Just keep that to yourself. I don't care that you feel like you're being ripped off. So we'll keep looking for, you know, I, th- I think trailers are, trailer views as a whole are, are pretty indicative. Like you, you don't want to frozen to not have a hundred million views no. you or anything like the, I think that it's still sort of a valuable tool, but it's not the end all. It's never going to replace traditional tracking. And I think that, you know, being in this industry we got to look at a myriad of different data points oh, it, yeah. it's never going it to be one number contributes. anymore even i have a feeling that even things that you would think have no connection to it mm-hmm. do play into whether or not people are like like if you were to send out a survey and you could mm-hmm. have a question like do you play video games what kinds right. of video games do you play when do you typically play that kind of stuff i feel like would have a right would be or a just, big help in determining that or the national conversation you know <coughs> movies are made years Sorry in advance that. and so i think maybe what ha- hurt charlie's angels was this a little bit of this backlash against this me too feminist movement that's going oh yeah on. No, that's still going and it's not it's just people are trying to figure out the weighed the waters i think still on how they want to see that represented and maybe the Charlie's Angels movie and the way they were marketing it wasn't the correct way. Like that was not the message they wanted. Like go see girl power at work, you know, whatever Elizabeth Banks was saying was the movie, you know, Yeah. and how women need to support it because you're not going to (laughs) get female like action movies anymore. If you don't support this film. I mean, there was just a lot of, I think missteps in that marketing, but when you're green lighting a film like this and you're bringing on a director and stuff like two or three years in the past, you can't foresee yeah, well, no, market forces like that no. happening or what yeah, the, the environment is, is totally different in just three years. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And those are, I think why professionals in my industry like <laughs> are good to have that person that there that's thinking about that stuff all the time because sometimes like theater owners, They've got labor, they've got building, they've got concession. They've got mm-hmm. lots of things to think about. They're not thinking about what's the national narrative and should I play this movie? Yeah, and That's a, yeah you, can't underest- you can't underestimate that. Mm. So I think um, we'll keep looking for indicators, but it, it'll just be something more and more complicated, I think, as, as time Elusive. goes on. Yeah, but I'm glad, it on a stick. I'm glad you brought up um, the video game interest because yeah. vi- that 
industry is just gaining so much in popularity and i mean it has been it has not slowed down Mm. and people are still not realizing no it's it's crazy like i don't know what it's gonna have to do before people realize like oh this is just a thing that people do it's it's, not like a niche thing for basement dwellers no i think it's hard because and why people dismisses because there's not one singular video gaming event that everybody has Mm -hmm. the same um like can participate in at the same time have have the same reaction yeah, to, to kind it. of know what's going on right, in like that sports industry or, the oscars yeah. the grammys the super bowl the right what's the baseball it's thing not even just like World awards, series. but it was yeah. just the idea that like when star wars comes out and it makes 400 million dollars you mm-hmm. can tell that that many people had a ticket and that you know, like that yeah. it, it didn't matter what community you lived in. Mm-hmm. Video games are just so personalized and individualized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's team esports now, but you still really are at home playing it probably by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. That it's, was, that was mama time by myself yeah. being Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what we're seeing is I think why this industry is gaining in popularity so much is just that, that it's really based on this excellent storytelling that I played Assassin's Creed for 200 hours because I was <laughs> going through this journey with this character and it was mm-hmm. so in-depth and there were so many decisions. I is an interactive journey, but it was all good and the dialogue was great and I wanted to Well, yeah, I mean, when it's characters. done right, like, and I'm not in any way trying to, like, rank art uh, no. mediums, anything like that, but, you know, music you listen to movies you watch and you listen to so there's that extra level and video games you're watching and you're listening but you're also actively participating Mm -hmm. in making the decisions so it 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 it, i know it activates that other like an additional immersive part of your brain i guess i think that only works if the story is good yeah and that's why i said when they're good because there's so many bad games there's so many bad ones Um, what i think we're seeing is writers transitioning that maybe the talent that would normally go into movies or TV Mm -hmm. or this other story and telling formats are now transitioning to movies or to video games. And because of that, they're pulling theatrical talent, art talent, Mm -hmm. actors to their side as well. And I think you're going to start seeing this idea that actors are acting in video games. Oh, they totally are. Yeah. And especially the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. It, the really it took off in my opinion because you know i've been closely involved in like the video game community for pretty much my entire life Mm -hmm. so i've seen kind of these trajectories and when it really started like catching the attention of people who don't play games is when they would get actual actors to do just the voice acting like before they had all the mocap technology and everything right before that video games had such bad voice acting sometimes (laughs) they're like get to the fortress they're right. they're breaking in but then different games started getting like legitimate like patrick stewart right and you know uh or sean just, bean or the like, whoa this adds yeah. a total layer of credibility to this right they were getting the actors that play the characters that you're now playing mm-hmm. and that was step one and then step two is now they're getting actors to play characters that th- are not in movies so now they're playing these wholly new realized characters Mm -hmm. and that i think is where video games are going to take a bigger 
leap forward in storytelling and where they're going to draw even more from mm-hmm. from theaters from movies it's it's crazy it, i'm just imagining the time where you know somebody is just talking to a friend or something you're like you know who uh such such and such is like wait, wait do i you, you know they were in and instead of saying a movie they're gonna say a video game yeah. that they were in like like the new <laughs> game death stranding that came ugh. out a little bit ago mm-hmm. you know it's a, a whole other can of worms but the game has a lot of high profile like actors in it uh-huh. like it has norman reedus from the walking dead and mm-hmm. mads mickelson um it has guillermo del toro's in it and that one french actress Lea sedo i don't know how you say her name but they also look like themselves you know they're not yeah. just voice acting a, a original character it's like their star power is in the game and then you get a control on it's, it's just weird yeah <laughs> interact with them and it's like it's just, it hasn't been done before. No. Movies can't do that. No. And that's why when a game really displays all of the things that are unique to games, yeah, then it's like, and I think oh, that, okay. that's why gaming stories haven't translated because of the amount of depth and interaction. Yeah. Your story slightly changes with the way you play the game, mm-hmm. um, especially in role-playing games. And like the Cassandra that I play... And Assassin's Creed is probably not the same Cassandra somebody else plays, or when somebody plays Alexios or whatever, you know what the decisions they make. Like they can go be more bad, or I make mm-hmm. her be really good, but I really like stealing things, so <laughs> there's a conflict there. Oh yeah, and I don't mind murdering. Well, because guards. the thing that's going on is the whole time you're playing the game, yes, it's unfolding on screen, but right. unlike a movie where you're just what you see is what you right. get. You're when you're playing a ride. game, there's a whole meta narrative going yeah. on in your head while mm-hmm. you're doing it. Yep. And, and that's why it can't translate. Like, that's, I really exactly. think why Assassin's Creed, the movie, didn't work. <laughs> because Assassin's Creed to the people that played it was all different, depending upon your experience. Well, it probably doesn't help that the people who made the movie, I guarantee you, never played the games. No. There's no they way. They had no <laughs> idea. But that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. How hard could it be? There hasn't really been a film that has worked that was a purely a video game story. Mm-mm. You that just, just can't. Uh, it, it, Detective you can't. Pikachu, guys. No. Detective Pikachu is a movie through and through. <laughs> yeah. It's one. not a video. You and that's why I'm like, why are people still trying to do that? They're video games because like, they have they to have be a to video be. game, you know? I'll be interested to see what Netflix does with Witcher because that, like I said, that Geralt is so different to everybody. And yeah. I don't think that the version of the Geralt that they're going to have in that is the version no, I'm going to like. I think they're it's just going to play it really... season two. Yeah. yeah. I think they're just going to play it really safe. It'll probably be pretty similar to The Mandalorian when I think about it. Because The Mandalorian, very simple. It's right. like the simplest a yeah. show can possibly be. It's pretty much a video game series in the in the fact that the main guy doesn't really talk. He doesn't really have a yeah. face. He's just a cool looking body of armor that walks have, around and does things. Have you seen his face yet? No. Um, maybe in episode three. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Super I things. Oh, I bet. About episode three. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, there's no way the Witcher series is going to be able to... I mean, it, you just can't do that in mm. movies. You can't implement player choice. Nope. You can't implement, like, branching narratives. No. And, I mean, I guess you could say that, like, that Black Mirror movie, Choose Your Own Adventure, oh, kind of tried to do that. Or what? something yeah, called Yeah, Bandersnatch. Like that. But yeah. it's, like... It it just kind of it doesn't work in a movie. It does no, formula no. because people because you're you're just conditioned when you're watching a movie. Yeah. You're gonna sit there, and the first time it happened, you know, it's like, oh wait, that's right, it's interactive. I had to like reach for the remote, but I think it's also a group activity, and you can't have 
choice and a group activity. You've just got to, the group as a whole has to be taken through yeah. the narrative. And that's what makes movies different than video games is that you do movies as a group mm-hmm. and video games you do individually. So there'll be some overlap, but it's just interesting to see like Keanu Reeves transition to video games. He, I mean that game, the game cyberpunk 2077, yeah. it's from the same makers of the Witcher, yeah. of the Witcher three. So it's already a highly, highly anticipated game. Yeah. It's a huge deal. It has been for years. Um, and then Keanu Reeves comes out at E3 and he's the, like instantly the becomes the face of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he first of all, he's already just at the peak of like everybody loving him this year. Right. It's like the year of Keanu Reeves. He can do no wrong. But he comes out and then he's in the game and it's not mm-hmm. weird at all. It's no. like even more awesome. Yeah. People are like, oh my God, this game just got even better. You know how we've talked previously about um, IP, intellectual property, and brands being the new thing that people go see the brand and not yeah. the actors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a renaissance for actors. <laughs> in just a being sense. in games? Yeah, because you're going to want to see this actor Maybe? play a part in a game. It might be an avenue to bring back. Because like you said, they become the face of the game then. I mean, yeah, he's the that's... face in the, in, the, in the greater narrative right now. Uh-huh. But... Like I said, the game was has been being hyped up for like almost five years right. now. Um, I would argue I, that what you're saying, Cody, is that yeah. that's the same thing for television. Like mm-hmm. a lot of movie stars are going to television because like it's more branded to like who they are and who what character they're playing. That they're right. kind of like the big names more than like mm-hmm. a branded i branded movie would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I didn't really care about cyberpunk because it's not really my kind of game but mm-hmm. i was actually interested in it because keanu reeves like i was like maybe yeah. i'll give yeah. this game a shot because it's a huge deal and then they, that can be the perfect um maybe this is kind of a harsh word but like almost it destigmatizes it mm-hmm. when you like when people see faces they recognize in video games and it looks like the people it doesn't yeah. look like video game graphics right. then all of a sudden they're like Wow, this, like there would be so many times when I was younger, even before games looked nearly as good as they do now, I'll be playing like a narrative game or an RPG or something, and like my dad will walk through the room and be like, "This looks like a movie." Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Graphics are better now. <laughs> um, I know, Dad. Jeez, <laughs> it's not like what it used to be for you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> boomer, just no, stigmatize him. <laughs> but, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, speaking of Keanu Reeves, we should maybe transition to our next topic, but yeah. let's just keep in mind video games are still, are going to be even more competitive, not only taking writing talent, but now acting talent away from, yeah, watch from your backs. Movies. It's just so fascinating <laughs> to me because mm-hmm. still you think about the medium <laughs> and if you consider the true start of video games, cause obviously there's, you know, people playing games on like military radars and right. stuff, which are, I guess games. But you think about like the first Nintendo, it's like what, 86? Yeah. They're like not even, they're still a very young medium. Yeah. But the, the increase in technology is just so exponential that. Well, and I don't think they, it's a young medium, but I think it was helped because of the things learned in, in movies. Oh, absolutely. How they learned to tell a visual story. Mm-hmm. Over so you have to be able to tell a good. hundred years. Cinematic story before mm-hmm. you can expect to tell a good video game story yep. in the traditional sense there are right. always cool more experimental indie games that somehow yeah. tell a narrative purely through gameplay and those are really fascinating to see right but, but for the most part when we're talking thing. about like big triple a games yeah. yeah 
it's still visual storytelling and that was purely created through movies through the last hundred years Mm -hmm. almost and so they've got that rich history to and to build off of yeah but counter reeves dipping his toes into video games and, <laughs> and a whole lot of others and, i mean they, he got to start in movies <laughs> and there's a new um there's a new dracula movie coming out and that isn't really big news because it's about dracula's minion but what i directed thought, by dexter fletcher yeah so it should rocket be, man so it should be good when we're we're excited about that, but I thought that the real news here is that both you guys have not seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. I, I and that blew my mind. I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I haven't either. Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder. Yeah, the cast sounds great. Apparently, I love all Anthony of those Hopkins people. Also in it. Yeah, I just looked that up. Well, geez. Yeah, I don't know. I when I was little, vampires like scared me a lot. Yeah, and I never had a thing for like the classic monster movies. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, The Mummy, Werewolf, Old my, Man. My Frankenstein will always be young Frankenstein. <laughs> As it such should be. That's such a yeah, great movie. It's a classic. So good. But yeah, I mean, I've seen Nosferatu, like I said, yeah. which is kind of the original. What's your excuse, Kyle? But What's your excuse? Kyle doesn't like scary movies. Yeah, I'm, yeah I've never appealed my interests growing up. Just, <sighs> yeah, just so Zoomer. <laughs> Zoomer. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a thing. You millennials. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are I don't we? know what to tell you. Are we? We're like in the middle. I have this conversation we're with like a lot of different people. We're like in the middle of people. the Gen Z and millennials, I think. Depending on where you look. Either we're like the youngest millennials or like the oldest Gen Z. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I understand it both ways. So, But yeah, no, I just missed it and never wow. got around to watching it. So, You missed it when it came out in like... <laughs> the 90s. 91. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get around to it. So. <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Don't know, not really much of a so explanation. <laughs> There's no such thing as old. I You're feel, either always old or never old. I feel like that wasn't that long ago that that movie came out. Like, yeah, that's only. Yeah, you were hyping it up for us. Well, earlier. I mean, you were, we were, were like, talking it about. Just came out. Yeah. We were talking about all of, all of these end of the decade lists with yeah. like movies and stuff. It's like, where were you in 2010? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. That's. I mean, you that's guys, what happens. And Keanu babies. Reeves still looks amazing. I was all hyped over Inception yeah. and Toy Story three, and then I woke up and went, to, went back to high school. I uh, was graduating college. <laughs> <laughs> she That's said. She said timidly. It's like, like a six, seven year senior. I did other things. I'm not dumb. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I got two degrees in there. <laughs> I was just building it up. I was like, I'm never leaving this place. This is amazing. <laughs> college is so much fun, guys. It was fun. I loved college. <laughs> I feel like I didn't get the the classic college experience. Well, I didn't like. I didn't live in the dorms. Me so I didn't party. I did get a dorm experience in my no? study oh, abroad. I thought you did. Oh. But I visited my friend who lived in the dorms a lot sophomore yeah. year, but freshman year, we, me and my three other friends got one of the like freshman apartment things. Oh, that's right. You told me. Yeah, that. right on the yeah. outside of campus. Those are, people are unaware that's just different living situation than yeah. Yeah. dorm life. But I always feel like maybe I should have gotten that dorm experience. I'm, I'm going to tell my boys my one like piece of advice is as much as you hate people, just do it <laughs> because you meet so many people oh, yeah. and it's yeah. really hard and kind of isolating when you don't meet that many people. Cause mm-hmm. you d- it's not like you're going to be in class and be like, Hey buddy. And yeah. yeah, start chatting. No, you're there. You're 
well they should be there to do work and listen to the professor and then leave to their next thing mm-hmm. yeah well well said yeah they mm-hmm. should be doing that i did see a lot of movies in college though so that's good mm-hmm. increase true my, increase my library mm-hmm. my knowledge not of but, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that though. one was on the list, but I just I didn't make like it that far a, down. I feel like that's a classic that if yeah, you're going to see a Dracula sure. movie, see the original and then see that one because that one is talked about quite a bit. Yeah. It changed like, I feel like it changed the de- um, depiction of Dracula a lot. Is I that the one things. where Gary Oldman is like, he just looks so weird. Yeah. He's like red and has the weird like yes. heart shaped white hair. Yeah, and like until he like gets reawakened. I thought that was when, a dream I had once. When the love, <laughs> when his um, reincarnation of his love comes back into his life, and then he turns young again and tries to like woo her. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, and he, but she's supposed to be with Keanu Reeves' character, so he has to like keep him isolated in the castle. With I guess the Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder demons. did have like a th- like an on-screen kind of chemistry. Th- yeah, yeah, theme running, mm-hmm. and there's a kind of a talk about they're in a new movie or they were in a movie and it's like they're reunited yep That's i can see why. them having great chemistry i think they look I had the biggest similar. crush on winona rider for so long really yeah i think they look I mean, similar so that's why people that look alike kind of i think make good couples it's weird but it's like appealing nice yeah usually you marry somebody that kind of looks like you <laughs> like my husband and i think we look like <laughs> very similar <laughs> It's kind of weird, but just you're not just roll like, with it. It's fine. Just blonde. Hopefully, you're not like distant siblings or something. No cousins. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Well, that's good. We do hail from <laughs> different <good>. states. <laughs> that's very good. Different. We even hail from different like European parts. Our and my ancestors came from like Norway and Scotland. His came from Germany. So we're well, good. Those Vikings made their way around. They. I don't think they made their way too God, far. a lot of people. I don't think they made their way too far in the interior. Just saying you can never be too sure. No. <laughs> you might want to check. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Blood test. <laughs> Just okay. to be sure. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all of yeah. our stories. So I guess, what are our big new releases? We got Frozen 2, obviously. Frozen Friday. It's happening. <laughs> and then we also have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm going to try and see, which oh, looks I, beautiful. I really want to see that this weekend. Mr. Rogers, the... I really want a good cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll I, probably get it. I will probably cry so hard in that movie. I mean, I cried during the documentary, so I hope I can cry in the movie. Yeah. But it always happens that this always happens. There's like a documentary and then like less than a year later, a year later, they get the, the, the Hollywood dramatized version. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're hopefully my hope is that they do a good job because they got Tom I Hanks think, in I think it. so. And the one who did it, her, I forget her name, Nicole something. She directed, uh, can you ever forgive me last year? Which is another biopic or biopic, yeah. but was one of the big points of praise was that it wasn't like that generic mm-hmm. biopic it didn't have a lot of the tropes so hopefully she can continue that on this one yeah. uh marielle heller oh yeah i'm thinking of this i think i'm thinking of the screenwriter whose name was nicole yeah marielle <laughs> heller that's her name <clears throat> and then the other one is 21 bridges yes which i don't even know what to think about anymore because i was excited for it when it was coming out during the summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. i feel like it's been pushed but around now that a lot pushed back so many times i'm over it right Sorry guys, you Jack push back Boseman push back a movie good, too many though. times. Like, 
Do you see that they used the word Avenger in its tagline? Well, of no. course they. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like when the when the crime rates rise, he's the only Avenger that can stop it. Oh my it. gosh! Well, you remember? You guys <laughs> remember terrible. that movie, The Hustle? I know. You guys yeah. remember the movie The Hustle and they had like a TV spot that was like oh with the almost the same thing as like the evaporating stuff. trailer in um, yep. Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I hope that doesn't become a thing. Well, with all these Marvel actors, you think one of these series has to be like <laughs> mm, throw in a Black Panther reference. <laughs> throw in a <laughs> Cap reference. That'll get all of the Marvel fans to come see this movie. Well, this weekend you guys have an early screening of Knives Out because yes. Knives Out actually oh, yeah. comes out next Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I'm So are you guys going to check that out? This I'm going to oh, try tonight, as hard yeah. as I can to see it tonight because if I can't see it tonight, I cannot see it tomorrow night. So Cuz you're already going crossed. a beautiful day, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Double going feature. I'm going to it tonight. And then probably beautiful day tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. I'm nice. really I've been really excited for this weekend cuz Terminator Dark Fate burnt me out a lot more than I <laughs> thought it did and I'm like I'm just ready for and frozen Something didn't else. heal all those wounds. It was a good start. It was a good start, <laughs> but Mr. Roger will heal you. Now yeah. I'm ready for Knives Out to like give me all sorts of amped and then have beautiful day be a nice closer and that makes me cry poetically oh, i love crying i like being moved by visual storytelling like yeah. it's just amazing how it can how it can move you and make you feel i, I, I thought that I was manipulation be, it is when it's like bad things i don't like that <laughs> or cheap i just i don't like i don't like evil stuff and i don't even know how to describe it but <laughs> I don't want my heart to break. I want it be. I want to be filled. I I want want my heart to be shattered and then pieced back together simultaneously. But I don't want it to be. I want a good movie. (laughs) To be broken. Mm -mm. Or be shattered and left on the ground for a long time, and then at the very end, somehow. No. Give me a. Give me a hint that it'll be rebuilt in time. Just takes me to such a dark place. It's gonna take too long. We don't have enough time in this two-hour movie, but. Just know. I gotta keep that like revenge thing in me down. Like, I <laughs> feel like I would just, I get these like. You have to like lash out and destroy all the bad and, stuff yeah. in the movie to keep the world safe in, for like, your boys. Very mean, like horrible, <laughs> like no conscious sort of way. That's crazy. <laughs> just turns the like a rabid, way. feral. Yeah. Just like demon yeah so i just i just keep that at bay and just put nice frozen thing <laughs> like <laughs> jeez just imagining frozen just keeping just just this raging monster well you back know how every, all the time like, <laughs> you know how everybody has <laughs> fight or flight in the cage. instincts yeah i don't think i have very much flight <laughs> yeah i think i have fight in the rare situations where i'll like lash out yes yeah. i've done that i like like kick people <laughs> Like really I hard. kicked a man once. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a man. I think it, it's, it's not so much woman. that I've oh actually God, done anything. It's just that those like I have such a temper that, that that stuff just would like come out. So I just don't even put myself in those situations. It's just a movie. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why it's not worth it. It's just a movie. But that's okay. Frozen's not going to take me there. And so I'm just going to enjoy it with my little boys. We're going to have popcorn and M&M's. And... Or so she thinks. I didn't tell her everything about the movie. Not yet. <laughs> Don't disappoint me, Kyle. Oh, man. When she gets that one part. that I need to know. If she gets that one part. No, you'll be fine. She's not going to be happy on Monday. No. 
I won't be happy out like on Facebook later this evening. <laughs> <laughs> like I was when they killed Han Solo in Star Wars. Did you like make a post about that? I wanted to, but I had, um, it was my 30th birthday and I was going and it, <laughs> Ken had set up a, a surprise party. So I was like cried and I had to go to the surprise party and I'm like, I don't want to go to my parents' house because I was so devastated. Han Solo died. Why? I was so devastated. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I just even can't still watch that scene. And is it just, do you just not like it when good characters die in movies? I don't. Like, even if it's beautiful? That wasn't a beautiful death. No, it wasn't. It felt tragic and. (laughs) No, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. No, I do. I don't. I like the. the altruistic sacrifice, the hero sacrifice. I'm fine with that. Like, this to say, the sacrifice to save everybody. I like beautiful deaths like that or like the um like the old man death at the end where he feels peace I love and stuff. old man deaths oh, where they and old woman deaths right, old well, people deaths well, old people deaths where they find peaceful their purpose. yeah peaceful like ah, death is an old friend right Whew, let's I go love that it's my time like, i'm not against death but that was just <laughs> the Jesus, son killing the father <laughs> that's a beautiful beat when that happens yeah. in a movie if it's earned it's a, oh it go. is really go you've earned it the best thing is if you've seen it in real life like the gladiator oh oh it's yeah. a good death that is a good death and she literally she's like stroking his face she's like go to them I'm like oh my god i can't handle this first time i saw that i was like bawling and i felt some movies man and then powerful and then the, um emperor death in that movie where he just oh, I just oh joaquin it. yeah Good old Joaquin just pathetically bleeding I, all over the sand. I take a lot of, like, I like bad guy deaths a lot. And like, I, the more torturous. Drawn out? Yes. The better. I get a lot of satisfaction Yeah, that's not surprising. That. No, I always had a thing when I was little and I would see movies with, like, bullies. Like in uh, yeah. Christmas Story where the kid just, like, starts wailing on that one. <laughs> yeah, kid. and he cries. I always wanted scenes like that to be so much Gosh. worse. Yeah. I was like, no, that kid is garbage like strangle him with your legs <laughs> don't try to kill him Get him but if he ends up dying it's like eh, you know what Jesus, you guys. he was a butthole yeah he was a butthole i do like that a lot <sighs> yeah i have like an uncomfortable amount of like revenge fantasy yeah. in me yeah i That's don't feel comfortable keep it at bay. <laughs> i don't feel comfortable in the same room as you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh all right, well, on that note. Yeah, let us let me get out of here before I get killed. I can't wait to go take the voice of Frozen. I'm going. I'm <laughs> this going, like guys. like a really I'm bipolar, just... like, just back and forth. Like, Frozen. Revenge murder. Yeah, Torture. I, I lost Frozen. track in the middle of the way through of what we're even talking about. <laughs> I have a lot about. of emotions in me. I'm a complex human. We all are. Mm-hmm. Those make for the best stories in movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take us away. Take yes away, so off the break <laughs> podcast thank you for listening to another episode of it uh we're on all uh platforms that host podcasts except for spotify we're still working on that once again <laughs> Quit um, bringing it up, Kyle. i still they have to know cody most <laughs> can you find us on most remind me, services find time. remind me to do that next week i'll try and Gosh. remember to say most podcasts yes. maybe anyway, over thanksgiving i'll have time to figure it out hopefully but anyway we're on the majority <laughs> yeah. of them anyway um but we're also on our website silver screen insider where if you're a theater owner or manager you can use um all of our tools and resources in order mm-hmm. to um get your th- get your theater to be as successful as possible 
right. Go check out the trailers. Awesome. Check out the likes. Make go notes. see Frozen. Frozen 2. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Bye>. you should. <laughs> Enthusiasm, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>